You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Even though the Central Division title is all but wrapped up, there is perhaps more concern about this Royals team right now than at any other point during the regular season. Welcome to MLB.com Extras Kansas City Royals. Matt Wehmeyer in for Anthony Kastrovitz on a Tuesday afternoon. I'm joined by Royals reporter Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, as always, uh, thank you for your time this week. I think first and foremost, the biggest concern on everyone's mind is, guess who, Johnny Cueto. He's been a topic of discussion the last couple of weeks. He's lost four straight starts for the first time in his career. The ERA in that span, just under nine and a half. He does not look himself at all. I think that there was only mild concern after one or two rough outings, but now that we've reached this point of four straight bad outings in a row, what is the thought process about Johnny Cueto here as we kick off the second week of September? Well, there, you're right. I mean, there is a level of concern now, probably at the at the highest point of his career. Um, he's a uh, he's really uh, what's interesting about his last four starts, and they've all been pretty much the same. They've not been good, but he's been getting beat on his secondary pitches, and he's been getting beat on pitches outside the zone. Uh, there's a, there's a crazy stat out there that that opponents are hitting some over 400 against him on pitches outside the zone, and we saw that again Sunday. Uh, the White Sox Garcia. Uh, right away in the very first inning, reached out for a, for a changeup outside that was about, I don't know, 12 inches off the plate and, you know, just kind of stroked a, a soft single in the left center. And that's kind of the way it's been going for Johnny. He just, you know, he'll make a pitch that he thinks is out of the zone in a, in a chase pitch and it ends up hurting him. Um, now, I will say one thing. he's uh, His fastball has been really good, 93-94, uh, two-seamer that's really been moving. And he probably needs to uh, pay more attention to that and use that more often. And I think you'll see that probably in his next start. Um, he's had a little bit of a issue with uh, getting his rhythm going with, with with catcher Sal Perez, and they've been working on that for the last couple starts. Um, and he's adjusting to a new league, too. So all those factors weigh in. Um, uh, the, the team itself doesn't have a tremendous amount of concern. It's still... Uh, fairly early in September, and he was brought on to help them in October. So they've got three weeks to three and a half weeks to, to get it fixed. And I know that uh, not only you, but uh, Johnny's teammates are getting to know the guy uh, after spending his entire career in uh, Cincinnati. He's in a totally new environment. But from, from what you do know of him, from your dealings with him so far, uh, is he is he struggling with this right now? Or, I mean, in other words, is is he – is it really wearing on him mentally, or is he the kind of guy who just says, you know what, every athlete goes through this, even a guy who finished yeah. runner-up to the Cy Young last year? I think he hit it on the head. Every athlete goes through this, whether you're a hitter or a pitcher or, or whatever. Um, you know, hitters go into these slumps all the time. And, you know, if Eric Hosmer uh, turned around tomorrow and, and uh, played seven straight games and went 0 for 4 every game, I don't think the city would be in a panic um, or they'd talk about him skipping or sitting down or anything like that because hitters do that all the time with pitchers. We generally don't allow them to go into slumps, um, and that's definitely what Johnny's in right now. I think he's handling it okay. We saw a little bit of frustration on the mound Sunday. Uh, we were kind of taking his right fist and pounding it into his thigh uh, a couple times during the outing, uh, and I think that came from you know maybe making a pitch that he thought was a good pitch and maybe almost in the dirt, and next thing you know, someone lined it for a single. So, um, there's a l- little bit more frustration on his face last outing, but uh, between starts, he's been fine. He's actually been a, a positive influence in the clubhouse. He's really helped uh, your Donald Ventura, uh, who until last night had five just terrific starts in a, in a row and probably was the hottest pitcher in the league. Um, and so he's, he's helped him with his changeup. 
And, of course, his good buddies, Edison Volquez, they were together in Cincinnati, and they locked her next to each other. Um, so and Edison's going through some issues, too. So they're all kind of struggling a little bit right now. But, uh, like I said, they got three and a half weeks to, to figure it out. And, Jeffrey, when you look at the last four outings and, and the teams he's faced, this is a, I found this really interesting. In order, they've been the Red Sox, the Orioles, the Tigers, and the White Sox. Now, all four teams, very solid offenses. None of them yeah. are going to even sniff October. So – if you're a Royals fan, can you take some solace in the fact that he's getting beat up by these teams, but he's not going to see any of them in the playoffs? Possibly. Uh, he's going to see good offensive teams. I mean, he's going to see good hitters, uh, no matter who you face. I mean, you know, Toronto's staring at him, you know, and with that lineup. Um, that's a little bit uh, intimidating, too. But, um, you know, it's good It's good practice for him. That Boston line is probably the best of the four there. Uh, although, you know, the Tigers, one through five, are, are Pretty intimidating too, um, and the White Sox. All these teams uh, that you mentioned are pretty good one through five. But the guys that have been beating him, strangely enough, are the guys lower in the order. Um, that that came true with, uh, in a couple starts. So um, you know he, he's he's going to work through this. You know he's a veteran. He's been through it many times before, um, and a lot of it's adjusting to the new league, I think. And uh, um, you know I talked to Ned Yost about it yesterday whether you might skip him a start, and, and they're not at that point right now. Um, but, you know, maybe one more bad start. Maybe he does skip them just one time because they do have plenty of depth in the bullpen. Yeah, his next start is going to be a very interesting. If he goes out there and performs the way he can, then I think everybody takes a big sigh of relief. But if he struggles for a fifth straight start, it'd be very yeah. interesting to see what Ned Yost and the Royals do uh, moving forward. Uh, Jeffrey, shifting gears here a little bit. Four straight losses now after Monday's 6-2 setback against the Twins. That ties the team's longest losing skid of the season. All four losses have come at home where they've played so well all season, of course, can we chalk this up to a team with a huge division lead, perhaps going through the motions a little bit, or is this something a bit more troubling? No, I think it's just there's there's some transitions going on, too. I mean, there's new faces in the clubhouse. you got Johnny Gomes and Zobras and Cueto, a bunch of September call-ups, and Ned's been resting a lot of guys lately, and uh, we talked yesterday with Ned about that, and he's going to kind of uh, stop that immediately, and, and uh, that's, that's it for the days off because of some of the lines they've been wheeling out. Uh, the fan base has been calling, you know, spring training lineups, and uh, I think that's going to stop for a while now as they try to arrest this uh, this losing skid. And it's, it's not a terrible one right now. Four games are still 11 games up uh, in the Central. They're four games up for the best record, uh, but you don't want to see one of these turn into, you know, a four gamer turned into an eight gamer or a ten gamer, where you really start to get concerned. Um, right now, they're just. Uh, uh, they're just in one of those skids where the starting pitching isn't good and they're not hitting the ball. Um, and it's kind of strange because they had just played the Tigers uh, to start this homestand and they beat their brains out. I mean, they had 27 runs in two games against them. And, uh, and then all of a sudden the bats went cold, uh, mainly because the opponents were, were throwing left-handers against them. They do struggle against left-handers. And, of course, the starting pitchers have been not very good. They've been... Getting behind early, you know, three, four runs in the first inning. All of a sudden, you're staring at that, and you're down by three, and it's kind of tough if you're not swinging the bats very well to come back against that. And uh, so they're just kind of, you know, this is a confident group. This is a group that, you know, got to game seven last year. And um, I think, you know, in the clubhouse afterwards, I mean, there was there was nobody down or anything like that. They're uh, just going, well, this happens to all teams, and, and it's happening to them right now, and it's, it's better to happen in September than October. Yeah, no question. Uh, Royals reporter Jeffrey Flanagan joining us on MLB.com Extras. And, Jeffrey, i got to be honest, when I heard 
that Kendrys Morales drove in his 100th run of the season on Monday. I honestly thought it was a mistake, but he's just very quietly had a, a tremendous season uh, for the Royals. His career high in RBIs back in 2009, a mark of 108. He's well on pace to exceed that. Can Dayton Moore puff his chest out a little bit, a little bit over signing Morales in the winter when he seemed to be pretty much radioactive to the other 29 teams in baseball? Yeah, it hasn't been quite around here, let me tell you. I mean, his his season has been loud uh, to, among the Royals fan base. He's just having a fantastic year, hitting over 290. Uh, he's drawn, I think, 45 walks this year. Um, he's been a patient hitter, great guy in the clubhouse. They knew that going in. You know, they got the recommendations they got him from him uh, about him. I mean, uh, in the offseason, were that he's a great clubhouse guy, and we've seen that. Uh, the players love playing with him. Uh, he's always in a good mood. He's in a helpful mood. Um, you know, he's coming off a, a couple of bad years. Last year, you can just say he didn't have spring training. He didn't sign. I think it was till June. Um, and it's kind of tough for a timing hitter like that to just pick it up and get going. And he never quite did with two teams. And um, the Royals, you know, they they targeted him pretty early. The minute the A's grabbed Billy Butler um, and <laughs> kind of overpaid for him, um, there wasn't a lot left on the market. But they, they truly believed in him. And he's a guy who's hurt them in the past, so they, they have Long memories about that. So, it's, uh, look, Dayton can pop out of the chest about that one, but just about every single move Dayton made in the offseason, he hit it right on the screws. I and mean, you're talking about Medlin and Young and Franklin Morales and uh, just go right down the list. Um, it, it's every free agent they sign is, has really helped this team. Um, maybe not so much Alex Rios, but he's been hurt. And, of course, he had chicken pox. And um, he's not been quite what they were expecting. But uh, in terms of Morales, I mean, he's been everything they expected and more. And, uh, Jeffrey, you bring me to my next point, uh, which is, of course, the chicken pox outbreak uh, in the clubhouse there from uh, about a week or so ago, uh, affecting, among others, uh, Calvin Herrera and, as you mentioned, Alex Rios. Uh, both players are healthy again. Rios did not play Monday. Herrera did work two-thirds of an inning. Is the chicken pox thing a thing of the past, or are they still dealing with the remnants of this a little bit? God, I hope so. I, I check myself out in the mirror every day to make sure there's still <laughs> lesions going around uh, it, uh, it's kind of a scary thing. Um, you know, you have to go back and check your own medical records and, and go, gee, did I have it as a kid? You know, you don't, you won't remember because a lot of times you get it before you're four years older. And, you know, the vaccinations didn't start till 96. So, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, the, the world's better now, you know, pretty well. I mean, they, they re-examined all the medical records they can. And um, so there was no fear. That went out with Rios and Herrera got back to the clubhouse yesterday. Everything was fine. Um, so there, there was really hardly any talk about it yesterday. I talked to Alex Rios about it a little bit and Kelvin about it, and uh, neither one were in any kind of discomfort during the during the episode. Um, you know, maybe just a slight, slight fever and just the annoyance of those little lesions that pop up, uh, which have all you know crusted over and healed. So um, they're back, uh, back actually a little bit sooner than I expected. I was told it would take at least one to two weeks, and basically it's been about eight days. Uh, eight or nine days, and, and they're back. And you mentioned Herrera pitched last night, fastball back up to 99, 100 miles an hour. Uh, I would expect to see Rios in the lineup pretty soon, too. Yeah, just when you think you've heard of every ailment and malady <laughs> that a ball player could come down with, uh, chicken pox breaks out. And it just, you know, just one yeah. of those things. And hopefully, like we said, a thing of the past. And I'm, I'm glad that there's no odd spots uh, when you check yourself in the mirror because that's right. the last thing anybody needs, certainly. Uh, Jeffrey, just to wrap up here, Alex Gordon uh, struck out in a pinch-hitting appearance Monday, but nonetheless, in five games uh, since returning from the DL, six for 14, he looks great. Talk about what you've seen from him and how he looks now compared to uh, before that severe injury. 
Well, at the plate, he looks pretty much the same guy. Um, in in what we are watching more closely is how he reacts in the outfield. And what we've seen is a guy who's still being very, very cautious uh, with his outfield movements. Uh, there have been a couple balls that Alex Gordon normally would have just got in his sleep uh, or crashed in the wall getting, and he hasn't he hasn't done that. He kind of pulled up on both of those. Um, now, we won't see that in October. He will go all out in October. Um, and I suspect that he, as each day goes by, he gets a little bit more comfortable with it and may try to extend himself a little bit more. But you certainly don't want to get hurt again uh, here in, in, in these games in September. Um, the teams, you know, unless – the complete collapse will we'll clinch a playoff spot here maybe in the next two to two and a half weeks. And uh, there's absolutely no reason for him to risk anything. Um, Ned's being very careful. You know, he's playing them two times and then rest, two times and rest. And next week, I think the schedule is three times and rest, three times rest, and then, you know, eventually get him back to complete full-time playing status. But what we're seeing from Alex is basically the same guy at the plate um, and a guy who's being pretty cautious. Uh, conservative in the outfield. He's not missing or messing up any plays. He's just not, you know, going full bore like you would expect Alex uh, Gold Glover to do in the past. Great stuff, as always, from Royals reporter Jeffrey Flanagan. We appreciate the knowledge, Jeffrey, and we'll do it again next week. Sounds good. All right, Matt Waymar signing off for MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.